Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show tonight. Welcome to Sherry Clip. Um, This is really exciting because I have back again, we are going to be talking to Cindy Lord, who is an award-winning author of several novels. So we're going to let her come on to the air at this time. Cindy, are you with us? I sure am. How are you tonight, Sherry? Good. I am doing great. Welcome back again. This is great having you back for the second time. I'm really excited. Well, I'm excited, too. Um, You know, the last time you had me on the air, the book was still about two weeks from release. And um, it's been out now since August 9th, and it's doing really well. Um, I've had a lot of book signings and... uh, sold quite a few books it's uh it's sure exciting because uh, as i told you last time i was a little excuse me i was a little bit concerned that i'd have a limited audience but people are just loving it and that that makes me feel great you know that that is true and Ever since I had you on the first time and your book has come out, I've actually had people ask me some questions, and I've been sending them the Amazon link to your book because I, I didn't really know what else to do. So I know that's a place you definitely can find all your books on now, right? Oh, yes. Um, I'm traditionally published, and uh, my author is Whitebird Publications. I'm sorry, my publisher is Whitebird Publications. And everything is available on Amazon, uh, Goodreads, and Barnes and Nobles. That is great! Wow, that you you you're really trudging right along getting these books out there. I'm telling you, this is great. This is so wonderful. Now, Cindy, can you tell our audience because there's some people who don't know who you are and what you're about. So I was wondering if you could give a little insight on exactly that. Well, uh, let's see. Where should I start here? I think primarily, uh, well, first, I'm a born-again Christian. I am a mother. I am a wife. I was a private investigator for 28 years, and I I quit that about three years ago and uh, decided to go ahead and write full-time. I was financially able to do that, and I certainly am uh, happy I made that choice. Um, I live in northeast Texas on a ranch, and um, in fact, my cover artist, Rick Carufel, who painted that lovely um, book cover for me, I, I'm just amazed every time I see it and just found out today that the uh, the large uh, 16 by 20 picture uh, that created that is actually on the way to me uh, today or tomorrow, and I can't wait to get that. Anyway, um, I was able to give him several snapshots of, of things um, for him to create that cover for me, and that prairie... And uh, the barn, everything that's there is from my property and neighboring property. And um, Cindy, which it, I'm sorry, which book is that on now? Which which cover? That would be my most recent the, release. They call me Avenged. Okay. 
And right. um, it was like I had a vision of what I needed this, this cover to look like, and he was able to create it for me. It was just amazing. <coughs> um, excuse my cough there. I'm a little uh, congested today. Um, <coughs> for those that don't uh, know about the book, could I read the blurb on it? You can take the stage, do whatever you want, talk about whatever you want. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. They Call Me Avenged is set here, like I said, in um, in Texas, on the Texas prairie, and that's what's on the cover is basically my prairie. <laughs> and um, nice. uh, many people don't know that I'm a very strong animal advocate. I'm very opposed to animal abuse, and having worked in that for, uh, volunteered for over 20 years, I have gotten absolutely enraged by the levels of abuse people uh, give to animals because I'm such an animal lover. And I guess They Call Me Avenged was my little piece of, um, uh, oh, what would you say, vengeance (laughs) against the people that do this stuff. Um, And since this is what the blurb says, when a number of people go missing in a small northeast Texas town, Sandra Derringer becomes involved to solve the case of of missing 12-year-old twin boys. She soon learns that two common denominators exist between the people who have gone missing, abused animals, and a local animal rescue owner, Loretta Bentley. Her deep devotion to animals is overshadowed by mental illness, and her belief she is getting a message from God, messages from God to deliver an eye-for-an-eye justice to anyone who neglects or abuses animals. Many have thought this penalty deserved, but Loretta is insane enough to carry it out in her isolated, large ranch where no one can hear her victims scream. Ooh. Ooh. Give me chills. <laughs> As you, I don't know if you can hear it or not, but I have, I have one of my, uh, my rescue uh, fails. I call her a rescue fail because um, I rescued a very abused little uh, under three month old puppy that had broken ribs and oh. knots and cuts all over from beatings and kicks and everything and oh. um, she'll be too soon and uh, she's my dog now. I promised when I went and got that little puppy that I'd get, I'd get her a good home uh-huh. and um, I kept the promise in a way I didn't um, plan on but she currently thinks that she has a squirrel treed right outside the window here. So um, excuse any barking you hear in the background. Oh, yeah. we. I think we heard her. It was cute. I'm like, here you're saying you're an animal lover and you got the dog in the background. It was perfect. I'm not a, I'm not a barking lover. I don't love barking. <laughs> now, how, how, is she recent to you now? Or is have you had her oh, no, a while? I got her when- I, I got her when she was three months old, and she was I was going to foster her until she healed up from the vicious beatings that she took from previous uh. owners. And, um, yeah, oh. she had uh, concave breaks on both sides um, of her ribs from being kicked so viciously, and 
big old knots and cuts on her head. And yeah, you see, those oh. owners or somebody, I would like to see them spend about uh, th- about a month or so with my uh, my insane uh, justice getter here, Loretta Bentley. <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, I'm so happy you got her in and have been able to take care of her. It's people like you. You know, you have such big hearts and so wonderful that you're out there to be able to take in these animals and give them a better home and get them feeling better. And it's so sad that people do that to animals. It just breaks my heart. Well, it breaks my heart, too, for the animals. But it absolutely enrages me against the people that do it. I, I can't imagine abusing a defenseless, voiceless animal. And I guess that's why I wrote this book. People have asked me, why did I write the book? And I guess that's why mm-hmm. I wrote the book. You know, um, it was just my way to let it out after all these years and seeing what I've seen. But um, anyway, my cover artist, Rick Carusel, is really able to to capture everything, my character, my the the dog that's on the front of the book is from a friend of mine who works in um, animal advocacy uh, and rescue, and this was a a starved um, <clears throat> boxer, and she oh. happened to have one. We had to look around for a bunch of rescues, but we happened to find someone who had a starved boxer, and um, uh, anyway. Uh, Rick Rick captured that boxer so great from from the photographs that were sent and and the person that's on the uh, on the cover there was mostly from my imagination um, and it, well it was how the book described what she looked like so um, if anybody out there needs a great cover artist I recommend Rick Carusel. <laughs> Yeah, he does beautiful work. I I really, you know, I'll try and post this picture. Um, It really is something to see. And it kind of draws you into your book, too. I mean, just the the whole front of it is just awesome. Well, what's amazing about it, too, is that the boxer that's on the front, Mm -hmm. the book opens up with with a man named Jeff, and he's he's gagged and tied and, and inside a animal kennel, and um, he had he had a boxer. So the the cover is totally totally goes with the 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 cover totally goes with the book. I mean, I just I'm sitting here looking at it right now because I'm on Amazon, and um, mm-hmm. you have you have Loretta exactly as she looks in the book and she's squatting down by this boxer and in the background there's a barn and the boxer is the first dog mentioned um from one of the people that she uh she has abducted (laughs) and is giving him a taste of his own medicine um that dog is rex and in the background there's a barn and the barn is where she keeps her last victims that are in the book um, at the back of the prairie. So it certainly is, uh, or certainly shows the book to make to make someone say, you know, well, what's with that dog being so skinny, and who is that lady, and why is there a <laughs> barn in the background? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I think it definitely suits, you know, everything you're talking about in the story. Um, now, this, um, the girl on the cover, is that um, Loretta? That is Loretta Bentley, 29 years old and completely oh. schizophrenic. Oh, okay. All right. I was, I was able to develop, develop her, um, what would be a psychiatric diagnosis, um, and the requirements of it through her flashbacks and, and memories. And Loretta's first um, um, psychiatric diagnosis would be that she had a um, predisposed, she was predisposed to schizophrenia because her father was. And then she had to have two early childhood traumas, not necessarily, but if you do have the types of traumas that she did, at it, the impressionable ages, um, it will mm-hmm. re- it can it can result in in having her messed up enough that she thinks God is telling her to be a torture serial killer of the animal abusers. Wow! Wow! And so I, you um, know, I'm on her is. side. I have to say. <laughs> Well, I know, and it's kind of amazed me. I've only had one um, one uh, review. I've got 17 reviews now. Reviews are really hard to get. I've got 17 reviews now, and I've only had one that uh, that says um, they didn't like the gore in the beginning of the first three chapters dealing with... Uh, the animals that were abused and what Loretta was doing to the abusers um, before Sandra Derringer came in. And, of course, since this is a Sandra Derringer Chronicle book, um, she's kind of waited for um, by the readers. And she does come in at three and a half chapters. Or, um, but the first, the first star of the show is Loretta. Right. Right. I've gotten you know, great. I have to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm fine. Oh, I was just going to say, I really like in the book how you describe, like, how this dog is looking, being so frail, let's say. And you, you described it as it looks like a refugee from a concentration camp. And... I'm just amazed, like, how you pulled that into describing how this dog, what it looks like, because you can picture it that way. And it's just, I'm just amazed that you were able to pull that out and to, as a description. Yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't actually able to pull it out as a description. My, um, my cover artist was, I mean, I did describe the words, but then he picked it up, but he also used the picture. Um, oh, I that, so that's a real dog? Advocate. That's a picture. Yes, yes. That an advocate uh, of mine. She had one. The dog that was actually uh, the model for for uh, Rick um, subsequently died. That was really sad. But uh, not from starved. He had been starved, but uh, he had a tumor. Um, also, he had tumors in his legs, and his owners had just decided to quit feeding him and, and not treating him and let him die. And uh, that's how they were turned in, and a rescue came and, and got him. And that was a friend of mine, Cynthia. Um, and she was able to supply me with pictures of him. Um, 
before she knew, you know, how bad the tumor was, the tumors were. Wow. Wow. Now, is is this book, um, They Call Me Avenged, is this the only book you talk about this sort of thing with animals and being mistreated? Uh, yes. Out that, of all your books? The, right. It It is the only one. Now, in my book, <clears throat> in Sandra Derringer, um, these are chronicles. That means it's not a series. Each book stands alone. And I've got book one, which is They Call Me Murdered. Book two is They Call Me Missing. And book three is They Call Me Avenged, this book. And um, this book um, stands completely alone from the other ones. It just is like Sandra Derringer is, is going into another case. Um, in the previous book, like in number one, she solved the murder of a um, a college professor. In number two, she she um, solved a, a missing child. And in number three, she solved why are all these people missing, um, and and what's behind them missing, or who's behind them missing. Um, so the book. Stand alone, and in the first two, um, and this one, uh, Sandra has a, a Brussels Griffon, as I do, and I um, Zappy is my third Brussels Griffon, as a breed of dog, and um, he's mentioned in the book um, all the time. In the book, the fictional Brussels Griffon, his name is Drew, and he's very comical and a part of the, the stories, but he's not abused. He's very loved. Hmm. I see. So Sandra kind of takes you through some of these chronicles you have as a um as the private investigator, would you say? Right. They these are okay. these books are the Sandra Derringer Chronicles. Okay. Awesome. I, I didn't realize that. I mean I saw that some of them were close by saying they called me murdered, they called me, you know, avenged and but I, I had no idea. How how different is your book, The Plain Wish? Is that still along the same lines as the Sarah Derringer? Oh no, those are that that now that is a series, and it's totally polar opposite from these. I'm kind of a versatile writer. Those are a those are Christian themed or Christian themed uh, books that are. Amish based. Um, these are about a yeah, completely different, completely different setting. Um, the, those are uh, young adults that uh, I have almost all um, adults that have read the book, loved the book. Um, a Plain Wish uh, shot to number one in Amazon's hottest new releases and held that place for 28 days. It went into wow. bestseller. It went into bestseller in, in every category it was listed in. And that's pretty good because the categories that it was listed in was Amish books, um, Amish romance, adventure, and young adult adventure, which are all very popular series. So when you start mm-hmm. hitting number one, when you start hitting number one in those, you're up against some heavy competition. 
Um, and I was absolutely shocked when, when they did. I, I mean, I was shocked to happy tears, but I was shocked. And um, that categorized me as best-selling author. Um, and, wow. uh, yeah, that, well, when you hit the, the hottest new releases, when you hit first place on Amazon, you're, you're competing with some, um, especially in Amish, uh, some pretty heavy other uh well-known authors. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that is uh, about a girl named that series is in this. Those are series. You have book one, book two. It's they're not chronicles. They they can stand alone, but it's better that you read them in order. Um, Christy is right. a sixteen-year-old girl whose world implodes on her when her family gets divorced. Since she was ten years old. She's had a um, Amish pen pal that she writes to on a regular basis, and uh, Christy lives in Indiana, and the pen pal lives in Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. Christy runs away to their house. She lies to them in a letter, and uh, her father thinks she's at her mother's, and her mother thinks she's at her father's, and she's actually 540 miles away. Wow. Um, Yep, she gets culture shock when she gets to the Amish house and finds out they don't have any electricity and she can't wear fancy clothes. And if she's going to stay there, she has to live like they do. Um, she does I can relate to that. Now. Yep. Um, and everybody, you know, I just I got excellent reviews on those too. Um, the second one in that series is Plain Adventure, and that's where Christy. Uh, Christy and Betty, her pen pal, are going to take off to Clarksville, Texas, which is where I live, and they're going to um, they're going to uh, her grandmother. And she found out that her grandmother had moved to Clarksville, Texas, and that's over a thousand miles from Lancaster. But the Amish father says. He forbids Betty to go unless the brother Jacob, who's 19, goes. Hmm. So they do come to Clarksville, Texas, and uh, that's where I did something kind of unique in this book. When that when that group gets to Clarksville, Texas, guess who the neighbor is of the grandmother? Oh my goodness, is it is it Sandra? No. <laughs> yes, it is. Or- it's Sandra. Oh! Yeah. Great. So they they run into Sandra and they they meet Sandra and um, <clears throat> and so in book two of the plane series, Chris from Christie's point of view she she describes the the scene she shows the scene of running into Sandy and uh, in Sandy's book three the Sandra Derringer Chronicles. From her point of view, she discusses or she shows running into Christy and these weird Amish people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome. I I I love how you rolled them together. Yeah, I did roll them together. And uh, book three, I'm working on book three right now in the Amish series. Uh, It's called the Plain Series. Um, I'm I'm working on book three right now, and you know, like I said, that 19-year-old brother Jacob had to go along with them on that long trip, 
So book three is called A Plain Love. Oh. Now that that hasn't come out yet, right? I'm still working on it. I, I've got five chapters uh, done. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Now. Just, just wait, wait. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Hey, you can write me into this one. I don't care. <laughs> you can make me a character. I'm just okay, kidding. Um, but you can't. If you want to. Gee, Sherry, gee, Sherry maybe, maybe I'll make you um, the the bed and breakfast um, owner because that one has to come into this story because in my Sandra Derringer Chronicles, uh, Sandra Derringer and her husband are going to go on a delayed um, honeymoon and they're going to a bed and breakfast up in Lancaster. Ooh. Oh, neat. I've never been to Lancaster, but that would be awesome. <laughs> I did. What got this whole this whole uh, plain whist series going was um, was staying at a, a bed and breakfast for four days in Lancaster and uh, getting wow. to meet a family there and and watch. So I took really uh, on legal pads. I wrote notes and uh-huh. um, I I ended up writing a, a the series from those. <clears throat> You still there? I'm still here. I think we got cut off here for a minute. I think so, too. But that's okay. We're still here. Okay. Um, I'd like to just get back to, because it's my my most recent release, and I would like people to definitely get this book. Um, If you're an animal lover, it is a must-read. You finally get to taste that vengeance against the ones that hurt animals. And... um, are you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep, we keep cutting out. Oh, boy. Okay, I'd like to read a couple of um, of my short uh, reviews. These are people that bought the books uh, at some of my signings, and they finished reading them, so they're starting to uh, – oh, and one of them is from someone who got a Kindle, I see. Um, but – I'd like to read these to y'all real quick so you know what to expect. Okay, we have about two minutes, so go ahead. The author is amazing. The author is so wonderful and very talented. Give this great book a read because you won't be disappointed. Okay, the next one is, wow, I really enjoyed the book. Being an animal advocate I enjoyed the message of this book. It was suspenseful. It was a suspenseful thrill ride from start to finish. Five of five for a great read again. The next one is brilliant. This is the first novel I have read by Cindy Lord, and it is certainly, and I'll certainly be reading her other novels. So get get a plain get I'm sorry get they call me avenged if you haven't gotten it. Thanks for having me, Sherry. Oh, you're welcome so much. And they can find your books on Amazon. That's correct, right? Right, Cindy Lord, C Y N D I L O R D. 
And Cindy, we'll have to have you back on again because we we just got to find out what's going to be happening with you next and all your new endeavors with the next book because, of course, you've got me hooked now. And I'm going to have to go back and buy them all because I got to catch up. (laughs) So, anyways, thank you, Cindy, so much for joining me on Sherry Clip tonight. I wish I had more time, but I don't. And thank you to all of our live listeners. It's been really fun. And if you want, um, this will get recorded, so you can go on Sherry Clip and check out our link. You can share it for Cindy. That would be awesome because she needs to get this out there. People need to know this book exists. It's really, really a great book. And as you can hear from all those wonderful reviews, Cindy, keep up the good work. And like I said, keep keep us updated. We need to know what's going on with these new books and all these other ones. So love to have you back. Okay, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Bye, Cindy. And thank you all for listening. And don't forget to check out the Brian and Sherry Show. Go to Brian Sherry Show on Facebook and check out. We got an an episode coming up tonight at 9 o'clock, and you'll be able to hear all about it. So And see Brian, which is awesome because you can comment and follow right along with us, which is so much fun. So anyways, I hope everyone has a wonderful evening, and we'll see you next time right here on Cherry Clip. Have yourself a great night. Bye-bye.